God bless you, everyone. Welcome to the Blog Talk Radio Show on today. We're doing a special show on today about born to be a witness, how God has so beautifully allowed us to experience and to partake in this thing called salvation, that we are born to be a witness for God. And welcome again. My name is Steve Johnson. Also joining me inside the studio is our dear friend and 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 sister, Miss Tammy Gator. Welcome, Tammy. Also, she's going to be speaking just a little bit later um, on a couple of things. Also, I believe. But I just really want to welcome everybody today, and and I want you to really take a look at your life. And where God has you. And your purpose in your life. And again, we want to be mindful that the 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 topic of this particular show is called Born to Be a Witness for God. Born to be a witness. It's some things that are in life that that People are going through right now as we speak, and 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 they cannot change their circumstances. They cannot come out of their circumstances. Their circumstances is not good. It's a negative environment with negative consequences, and 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 it's nothing they can do to change their circumstances as we speak. I had the opportunity uh, myself. Um, Sister Tammy and a couple more others to actually go out into some neighborhoods and just witness um, the poverty, the negativity, the hopelessness, the pain, the hurt, the abuse, the drugs, the addiction, and the despair. We had a chance to firsthand look and be in the midst of an environment that's poverty stricken. And there's hopelessness, there's despair. And we, as believers, and we, as people, I believe sometimes we take it for granted the nice homes we live in, the jobs that we have, the cars that we have, the clothes that we wear, the lifestyle that we live, I believe we take it for granted. 
And there's some people that don't have a choice but to be exactly where they are. And I can remember at times in my life that some of the guys I met, I used to be that guy standing on the corner, drinking a 40, smoking on a black and mild, can't change my life, don't know how to change my life. Daddy was an alcoholic. Mama was a workaholic. Didn't have no example. The example was standing on the corner, and that's all we had to do. And that standing on the corner, that means I'm not providing for my family. I'm not providing for my daughter. I'm barely providing for myself. And it's a struggle in the household. And my last five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars, we'll take it and go and buy some Hennessy, a bow pack of cigarettes, or whatever you do, and still the situation does not get any better. But today, excuse me, tonight rather, we had the opportunity to just share Jesus Christ. Just a little. And I seen the ray of hope that was in those individual lives. Just the hope that you know what? Man, we was out here drowning, thirsty, about to go under. Water went under. But you guys decided to be obedient to God's word. We ain't doing nothing extra. Hear me, hear me, people. We ain't doing nothing extra. But we decided to go by and just decided to be obedient and do what the Bible tells us to do. And in that, we created some hope for some people who had done gave up. Who had done gave up. Children running around. You know they're not being taken care of. You can look at the neglect. You can see the neglect. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? What are we going to do? If we just say, let's just do the word. The word say, go out unto all nations. Go out. Isaiah said, I came to preach to the poor. We've been anointed to preach to the poor. To the despair. To the hopelessness that's in the world today. When the last time you've been a witness for God to share his goodness, to share his faith, to share his hope, to share his love. Give us a call on tonight at 818-691-7406. Are you born to be a witness? When the last time you testified about the goodness of Jesus Christ? When the last time you went out your way 
just to tell someone that there's a better day, there's a better way inside of Jesus Christ. If you would just trust God, trust God, or you could be that person that you stand in a low-budget situation and you don't know what to do, where to go, who to turn to, you're tired of shacking up, tired of sleeping up, tired of waking up into the same lifestyle. Well, you got to struggle between paying the light bill and your addiction, your rent and your insurance on your car. Or the insurance on your car or that one tire you need because the tire that's on your car is wore out. These are the neighborhoods that we had a chance to go in today, tonight, actually. And you know what? It wasn't nothing about no money. Thank you, God. It wasn't nothing about no money. They just needed somebody to tell them that God is still on the throne. God is still giving us hope. God is still giving us faith. God is still giving us a second chance. As many people as we encounter, nobody asks for money. Everybody asks for prayer. Everybody wanted hope. Everybody wanted to know that God still loves them. And we just was witness to the goodness of who God is. We're born to be a witness. We're born to testify that God can bring you out of that thing that you're in. We're born to testify that if it had not been for God, I would have lost my mind. We're born to testify that because of God, I can live. We're born to testify if you're struggling in a situation God can bring you out. We're born to testify. We're born to be a witness. We're born to tell somebody that Jesus Christ is the hope of glory, hope of this world, hope for mankind, hope in your situation. We're born to be a witness. When the last time you testified? When was the last time you were the witness that Jesus brought you out? Somebody need to know you had that abortion. Somebody need to know you gave her the money for the abortion. And you didn't know any better. Somebody need to know. You struggled paying your rent before. You struggled getting your daughter, your son, your children shoes just to go to school. Somebody need to know you tried to get rid of your food stamps just to pay half of your rent. Somebody need to know. And now you can testify today that had not been for God on your side, where would you have been? Somebody need to know that. Somebody need to know you ain't given up. You got evicted and lost everything. We're born to be a witness, people of God. 
Tonight we got a first-hand look at the pain up close and personal. And we got the audacity to lay up in our nice homes and tell it yards and, oh, my God, our flat-screen TVs and our remote controls. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Every day God said we need to be out there telling somebody that Jesus saved. Jesus is the light of the world because I could have been that guy on that street corner. I was that guy on that street corner. But because I heard the voice of God, I made an intelligent decision to change. Will you be a witness? What's your story? What's your story tonight? What did God do for you? If somebody listening right now need to hear your story, what's your story tonight? Call in and testify how you were down and out, about to lose your mind, had done lost your mind, had it not been for God telling you, you are my daughter, you are my son, you are my child, you shall live and not die, that I love you if nobody else loves you, I care for you if nobody else care for you, call us tonight, testify tonight, be a witness tonight, somebody need to hear it. We went in neighborhoods where, listen, listen, we seen dirty, dingy, Clothing. That's all they had. That's all they know. Struggling. 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 I see people with ankle braces with 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 with, with intensive care or ankle monitor. That's what we call it. Know what that is. Been there. Done that. But the people still had hope when we went by. They hadn't given up. They hadn't given up. They hadn't gave up. But we, the church, (laughs) it's easy. I was sharing with someone. It's easy to stay in our nice houses and ride right past them neighborhoods and not do nothing. It's easy. That's the easy part. That's the easy part. That's the easy part. Turn our heads. It ain't my problem. It ain't my situation. But you claim to know God. You claim to know Him crucified. You claim to know His Son, Jesus Christ. You claim to know Him. And all He asks us to do is to go and be a witness. Go and give that same hope that we got to somebody else. Freely give it unto you, freely you receive. Freely share that same hope. How will they know? Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I on our behalf. He's charged us with the responsibility. Hear this. Jesus has charged us with the responsibility 
to go out and tell somebody and tell anybody that there is hope for tomorrow. There's a better way for tomorrow. We're born to be a witness. We owe God. We owe God. If his son, and if meaning he did, came down, got cussed out, beat down, spit on, abused, hit, tormented, lied on, false accused, plotted against, killed, betrayed by a kiss. If Jesus did all that for you and I, and then became a curse for you and I with our arrogant self, Then he died. Then he was falsely accused before he died. Matter of fact, the people chose a murderer over our Lord and Savior to be set free. And then he died. And if that wasn't enough, the Bible says he went into the belly of hell and got the keys to the kingdom. And on the third day, rose up. For you and I. If our Savior did all that for us. And we claim it's too much to go to Bible study on Wednesday. We claim it's too much to sit in church past an hour on Sunday. What have we done for Jesus? If we owe God. If you, we can establish that. You know what God I owe you. Let's just be real with ourselves. Do we owe God anything? Yes, our lives. Have we gave it to us? No. What we gave him? What we felt like giving him. We chomped God off. I'm saying that to say this, and maybe not all of you, and maybe I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm heavy in my spirit about what I saw. I'm not pleased with the things. I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more with no excuses about it. Could you agree that you need to be doing more? And all we did was just did what the Bible says to do. We didn't do anything extra. It didn't like we bought no groceries. We didn't take up no clothes, no, no, no food pantry. All we did was knock on the door and told them about Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. Give us a call tonight, 818 818- Six nine one seven four zero six. We're born to be a witness. We're gonna be in the book of John, chapter nine, verse seven. Tammy, would you like to share something? Tammy is in the studio with us. Y'all gotta excuse me. I'm a little emotional here. Um, it just, it just, it's just an eye opener what we saw tonight, and and. I'm just going back to we didn't do anything special. We just did what the Bible tell us to do. We just we just was obedient. It was obedient and went out, knocked on the door, told somebody about Jesus, and it's almost as if they've been waiting for the church to come by. They've been waiting for somebody to come by and say, Jesus still alive? Damn it. Um, hello, everyone. Just um, 
again, this is a, a difficult show, uh, Not certainly not a planned show, but when your spirit is so full, so filled of thoughts that you don't know what to do with, it, it, it puts, for me, it puts you in a state of, and this is for me, coming back to my stuff and being an advocate for the youth. And in being an advocate for the youth, then I have to look at the leaders of the youth, starting in the home. And where, as as I drove back, where my mind took me is, if it were me, if I was this child, what hope, what desire, what would I feel is obtainable for me? And I'll be honest, I fast forward and I I better understand the 15-year-old, the 16-year-old, the 17-year-old who doesn't care about his or her grades because where do they go from here? You know, I've often heard children that don't have anyone to help them fill out an application. I've heard children who cannot get their parents to fill out the information that's needed to go to college. What does a child do with that? How does a parent get to that state, in that state of mind, to where I I, I didn't obtain it, I can't obtain it, and neither can you. Go to school, eat lunch, come home, and we're going to start this process again. No hope. No, no hope. desire. And as Steve said, no one asked us for money, but many asked for prayer. That's right. We come home to our fancy cars, ladies, we go buy, spend $300, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars $700 on a purse. MK, whatever it is, whatever it is. Coach. You have people, you you you, know, you could send someone to tutoring for his entire high school years. You could pay his application fee to go to college. You could ride over and give somebody a meal with that money. Yes. We're yes. so caught up, we're so conformed, we're so addicted to this self-seeking world, this self-gratification world. If you could pass by these neighborhoods that, all of us have left behind. If you could pass by these children and you're not moved, then you need to skip church Sunday. Go ahead and like Pastor Diane Young said, bust hell wide open because that's where you're going to wake up, including me. If I don't Amen. do more. That's right. That's right. Because there's no way that we got God in us that's right. and can walk by, drive by, walk through the mall, see it, Wherever you are, it's in your church. It's in the, your places of work. And if you're not moved by it to a point where you're ready to do something about it, put the Bible down because it ain't working. See? People of God, I challenge you again. When the last time you bear witness to the truth of Jesus Christ, that you was once that person alienated from God, didn't know an abusive relationship, Drinking, drugging, thugging, whatever you was doing. We all been uh, done that. But remember how painful it was when you was in. 
When the last time you've been a witness for Jesus Christ to bring hope to someone that was dying, to bring hope to someone that was struggling, to bring hope to someone that was stagnant, confused, headed down the wrong path, not sure, not knowing, no direction, no real sense of value, not knowing who they are, why they exist. When was the last time You've been a witness for Jesus Christ. Remember all the things I named that Jesus done for us? Can you establish an account to say, well, you know what, God, I owe you? If you can, say, God, I owe you, when will you start repaying him? When will we be a witness? It was so many children in that neighborhood. I am so compelled right now. <laughs> I am so compelled right now to go back tomorrow and buy a bunch of pack of hot dogs or something, and just feed them tomorrow. Something. Do something. Something. God knows something. Just something. They ain't got money to go to the Boys and Girls Club. They don't have money to have to go to summer school. They can't go to Six Flags. They can't go to the water park. No, it won't happen. Mom and them ain't got the money to take them to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it's their fault? No, it's not their fault. Let's say this. The Bible teaches all the time, ye with the Spirit to go and restore such a one whose faith is weak. That, 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 that the weak and the poor we should have with us. It don't say the weak and the poor we should ignore them. Jesus said they shall be with us. But who was moved like Jesus was? Since we're supposed to be like Christ, he fed the masses. He took a little, the fish and the loaves of bread, and fed the people. It don't matter how they got poor. Why they was poor? It don't say he, he didn't feed the one that was drinking and drugging. It said he fed those that were hungry. With the beer in their hand. With the wine in their cup. However you want to say it. It's no excuse for us not to have compassion and at least show the love of Jesus Christ. When was the last time you was a witness for Jesus? When was the last time your life bear witness that, listen, I heard Jesus fed the hungry. I heard Jesus came to the poor. I heard Jesus talked with a tax collector. I heard Jesus dealt with a prostitute. I heard Jesus was at a wedding and made wine. I heard, I heard, I heard. Now since you heard it, can people say they saw you and they bear witness that we done the same thing Jesus done? Turn with me to John chapter 9, verse 7. I'm going to read this particular passage of Scripture. I pray that it is a blessing to you. And it reads as follows. It says, And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back sin. 
Therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, How were your eyes open? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and watch. So I went and watched, and I received sight. So I went and watched, and I received sight. Listen. He's bearing witness that Jesus opened his blinded eyes. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. When we go back to these neighborhoods, we become that witness and that say Jesus done it for us. Jesus opened our eyes. The man had enough sense to go back and tell somebody. What is that thing that had you blind, had you crippled, had you stuck, had you boxed in, and you know Jesus done it for you? All God is saying, all I'm saying, go back to the neighborhood where the people are still blind, still cannot see, still making bad choices, still in bad relationships, still telling lies. Go back and be that witness. That man went back and was that witness. Jesus wasn't nowhere on the scene no more. The only thing that was on the scene was the miracle that had taken place. And guess what? You're that miracle. It hasn't been so long ago that you was in some type of situation, some type of something, and God opened your eyes, stretched out out your withered hand, pulled you up off the mat, stopped your blood from hemorrhaging. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Stop you from fornicating like the woman at the well. Like blind Bartimaeus. Like Lazarus in the tomb, dead. It's something God did for you. Will you go back and be a witness? What's that thing that God did for you? (coughs) That if you go back and tell somebody in one of these neighborhoods, You're going to give them hope, too. You're going to give them encouragement, too. You're going to give them a second chance, too, based upon your testimony. What is it that God done for you? People of God, we're born to be a witness. We're born to be that beacon of light. We're born to be that lamp, that word, that truth, that way, that door. We're born to be a witness. Go testify. Call in tonight. Share with us how God brought you out. I look in these neighborhoods, people of God, and I can't help but see the massive amount, the massive amount of children. They've been there all day, nothing else to do. Little girls gonna get pregnant about twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It ain't nothing else to do. Mama at work. I knocked on the door today of a 
23-year-old mother with a child who looked like a child. I asked her, is your mom and your dad home? She said, I'm the parent. Huh? She looked no more than 20. And I'm not saying, you know what, I am so it's, It is something wrong with being a parent at 20 years old. It is. There's something wrong with it. Now, can we change the fact? No. Can you handle it and make it positive? Yes. But what's wrong with that picture? We have babies having babies way too early. And guess what? She probably got some dude standing up in there with her that she had the baby by. And guess what? He probably using her food stamps or her government assistance some kind of way to buy dope so they can stay high. And she loves it because guess what? That's her baby daddy. And guess what? He read that. That's what's wrong with that picture. Because it gets uglier. Oh, it ain't that she can't be a mother. It ain't that she she be a bad mother. It's that she's too young to make the right decision about the right thing. That she's going to keep on making those, those bad decisions. But what if somebody like you and I stop by and tell her there's a better way? You ain't got to put up with him because he probably got two, three more babies at two, three more houses. It ain't that he's a bad guy. He don't know no better. She don't know no better. She don't know what the standard is. But what if one of you seasoned ladies, seasoned mothers go by there that has God that about 15 years ago you was in the same situation or 20 years ago you was in the very same situation with a child, you in your 20s. But God seemed to have had favor on your life and you didn't make all the bad decisions. You wasn't Tamika or Tracy in that one bedroom apartment on welfare, stuck and struggling. But you know what? Now that I'm reminded, the beautiful thing about her was she said she was going to school to be a teacher. She's a very rare find. But mind you now, it was other doors we knocked on, and they were just as young, and they had no clue about going to be a teacher. And listen, I'm not bashing or putting them down. What I am saying, as a society, there's a gaping gap between Christianity and the Word of God. We Christians, but we ain't doing the Word. We Christians, we ain't knocking on nobody's door. Jehovah's Witness done knocking on your door, and you ain't answered it. People of God, we're born to be a witness. There's a lot of pain out there in those, those, those neighborhoods. What are you going to do about it? Give us a call tonight, 818-691-7406. We are born to be a witness for God. What's your story tonight? How did you overcome? And once you overcame, have you testified to let somebody know? Have your life helped somebody? Or are you just selfish about it? Matter of fact, it's been so long ago, nobody don't know you even been through what you went through. And you don't want them to know. You want them to think you did it. You came out. You were strong. 
Be a witness tonight. Somebody need to hear it. You got an abortion, and that pain has, has followed you for years. You ain't shared it with nobody, and nobody know, but you and God. Be released from that pain tonight. You ain't the first one to have had an abortion. Is it right? No. Is it wrong? Yes. Can God forgive you? Yes. Have you repented? I hope so. Will you do it again? I hope not. Do God still love you? Yes, he does. But guess what? There's a woman that's listening tonight. She haven't overcame that pain. She relived that pain every single day, if not through hearing it in a dream. She needs to know God has forgiven her. She needs to forgive herself. Your story on how you came over, got over your abortion is going to help her. Call us tonight. Be a witness tonight. Let us pay God what we owe God. Damn it. I know, I know And you know what? I'm, I'm really speechless I am Because I don't know I, I, I just hope That they feel The sincerity And the I just I just wish people would do more. Let me just let me just say that. Start somewhere, my people. Let's let's no longer be readers if you're reading God's word. See I I, I feel like we know better. We know I feel better. like we run from the word, we run from the truth because we simply don't want to do better. We simply don't want to be held accountable. But as the word say, every need. Every knee shall bow. Now, how you bow, where you bow, but every knee shall bow. Absolutely. And I think I think we can even go a little farther, Tammy, to say as to not only maybe the accountability part, but people just don't want to sacrifice. Because to do, do that, it requires you to get out your comfort zone, Give up your life. Give up that TV show. Give up something that's already on your schedule and pour your life into someone else. And guess what? They just may call you at 4 o'clock in the morning. Guess what? They may call you at 12 o'clock and I need some groceries. They just may call you. And we don't want that aggravation. <laughs> we don't want that inconvenience to our lives. We want to give you the word and feel good about giving you the word and go on about our business. And never carry your your problem or your pain with us. People of God, we're born to be a witness. We're born to do more for God. We owe God to tell the world, a dying world, about a living Savior. We owe the world that. He said, go and make disciples. Go and be a witness. Go! Why won't we go? Why won't we go? We go to the club. We go to the mall. We go to the store. We go to Walmart. We go to Kroger. We go everywhere else. Why won't we go and knock on somebody's door and tell them about Jesus? Please go. 
Why won't we go? We go every, you're going to go to TJ house with a tight skirt on. You're going to go to McDonald's. You're going to go to Burger King. You're going to go. But why won't you go and knock on somebody's door and tell them about Jesus and listen at their prayer request because they have one. We're born to be a witness, people of God. I challenge you on tonight that you would stop out of your comfort zone and sacrifice, get up, go and tell somebody about Jesus. I go in the neighborhood that's next to your neighborhood. We're born to be a witness. I was going to come out of the book of John. Actually, I did come out of the book of John and just sharing with you how the man that had the issue that was blind, that he 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 went back and was a witness as to what Jesus had done. We can do the same thing. It's some infirmities, some situations, some something that that had you crippled in your life, stuck in your life, bound in your life, trapped in your life, whatever it was, you came out by the grace of God. Go tell somebody. It's somebody else in the same place, and they stuck, and they don't know how to get out. They don't know how to get out. It's your testimony going to get them out. It's your story going to free them up. It's your your, your, your words and your experience is going to be a deliverance for them. Go tell somebody. Give us a call tonight. We're getting ready to wind down from the show, but we definitely had to just share what God is doing, what God has done within the within the city, to, to know that there are people are hurting, people are broken, and God knows I just can't get over the, the, the massive amount of kids that was in that neighborhood in that one little, it's like they trapped up in that little cut. All of them. It's a bunch of kids back there. Young, the young the young man who I don't know if you remember him but maybe six years old walked right in front of the car as if I'm cool yes. like that. I got this and when I said something he looked at me like, What's up? What what, what are you tripping? Right, right, I right. Mean, I mean, I've never seen a six year old. Yeah, he, I thought he was about twenty five. His demeanor was grown. He, was grown. he had a spirit on him that was grown. Was grown like, he gave you a look I take care of myself, I'm holding it down. That's the look he Five, gave. six years old. No more than six years old. I would give him no more than No more than six. He's like, I got this. He's looking at me like, why you, what's, what's up? Listen, I'm telling you, I'm glad you noticed that. But Good listen, Lord. when, I, when I, I was at the door, I was, I was not, I had a knock on the door. Good people coming to the door. Mm. He gave me a, I, like, what I, are you doing here? Like, what's Yeah, I, I was like, is there any parents or anybody else? He was like, he said, I live him. Yeah. I said, my, <laughs> I, he said, I live him. I said, is there an parent? He said, I live here. Yeah. Like, you need to see me. Right, right. You need right. to have a conversation right. with me. He walked right in front of, uh, it, the car was coming by, and I was I like, he it. gave me a heart attack, and he looked at me like, what's up? They ain't finna hit me. What's up? You know who I am? Yeah. I got this. Yeah. God, already, where do you go from that? Six years old. He gonna be at the club at 12. Yeah. If not before. If not before. He gonna be gangbanging. By, in in minute, 30 days. In about 30 days. I mean, that little boy had a demeanor on him. And he okay. wasn't rude or, or, he just, or belligerent. He, he, he was running the house at six years old. He was running his life. 
Exactly. Exactly. And he, and he looked more more confident than the two older guys yeah. that came to the door. Yeah. I'm talking about this is what we saw with our very own eyes in the neighborhood. Mm. And this is what, and you know what? Mm. How many Christians been by that house to just say something? How many Christians? How many? Or how many said, you know what? We ain't going over there. Or we will not go there. The Lord ain't called me to do that. But listen, people of God, I, I don't know if the lesson been a little hard for you tonight. Well, if it's been, then praise God. We're hoping that you've been provoked to get up and you're going to go do something tomorrow. But the goal in which we're trying, just the, the, the goal we're looking to accomplish is that we get stirred in such a way that we get tired or living in our nice little house, our nice little homes, and we get up out of our comfort zone and go and tell somebody, like the man that was blind, we're going to tell somebody that Jesus did it for me, he can do it for you. What is that thing he did for you? Remember that thing he did for you. Think about that thing he did for you. And doing for us now, because we don't we don't deserve oh man anything. And as you're talking, I mean, remind them or inform them of the age group, the 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 age we had. We're the oldest people out there, and the gap between our age and theirs is at least twenty. Yeah, plus yeah. Years. Even even you talking about the, the one that I mean, because the twenty three, twenty four. And one one young girl was 13, 13, 24, and 24. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about young people. Young people. Young. Hmm. From about, about, let's say, 6 on up to 20, that 25. That's a person of zeal for God's will to be done. Yeah, matter of fact, two young men that were with me, um, two young men that were with us, and the, and the young lady, and... and yeah, from about how old are you? 15, 15 up to 23. There were two young men that was with us, actually um, um, witnessing with us, and um, a young lady, um, two young ladies, and it, me and Tammy. They they was they was they was they young people, and they out knocking on doors with us. And ready to go back. And ready to go back. And we've been. So-called serving God all our lives, and God has blessed us, blessed us, and continues to bless us. If you got a job to get up and go to, if you wake up and are able to go to that job, if you got a car, you got food today, tonight, your children, you are not laid up in the hospital, you are blessed. Beyond your understanding. And here's the thing, it could be you tomorrow. Because look at society, they snatching everything from you one by one. They got you so consumed, they have us so consumed and everything, and what they're right. doing while you're so consumed and conformed to this world, they're taking away every right right up under your nose. Exactly. So you think it's them today? Well, what are you going to do and what are you going to want when it's you tomorrow? Because tomorrow right. is coming. Tomorrow is Look coming. Look around you. Tomorrow is coming. Your rights are being slowly snatched away. Mm. It is. Gas is Three fifty at least, three fifteen to three fifty on a good day. A gallon of milk. Look at the cost. But your wage is not going up. So if you think it cannot be you tomorrow, 
Okay. That's right. That's right. What are we going to do, people of God? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've seen enough of what I need to see. My mind made up. My mind made up. How, when, and how to continue it, God will give me that. But my mind made up. We're born to be a witness. Are you going to be that? Are you going to be that witness for God? Read John chapter 9. Read the old chapter 9. It's going to bless you. Read John chapter 9. It's been a pleasure, um, again, hosting the show. We hope someone got something out of the show. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we have sinned against you, God. I am a sinner, Lord God. I believe you had a son named Jesus Christ that came down and walked upon the earth, O God, and died for all of my sins on the cross. And on the third day, he got up with all power in his hand, power to save, power to heal, power to deliver. And I believe he's seated at the right hand of you right now, God. So I confess with my mouth, O God, and I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. It's just that simple. It's just that easy. If you said that prayer and you believe it and you trust that and you know it in your heart, not just because you said it and repeated it, but you believe it, you trust it, you know it, then you are saved in Jesus' name. And thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.